Welcome back, everybody, to the Know It All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know It All. You can find me on Twitter at FFKnowItAll. Now, we have some new listeners aboard this week, so I do want to go over a little bit about me and a little bit about what this show is all about. My experience in fantasy football goes back to the dark ages, literally, 1989. I was in college. And we had to do everything via the newspaper. So we would use the newspaper to calculate the points and and do every bit of scoring manually. Now, uh, over the years, I have been more of a film guy. So as I developed more of an interest in fantasy football and the electronic media launched the Internet and certain um, other aspects of, of watching game film later on, I was able to incorporate that into how I do my projections and my analysis and just my overall rankings, basically, are based mostly on what I see on the field. Sure, um, I can appreciate stats for what they are, but I rely much more than, than uh, on film than I do on sheer numbers. Now, the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast is basically... Uh, geared around PPR scoring. So while I might reference um, half PPR on occasion because that's becoming extremely popular, I have no interest in, nor will I ever, uh, base any of my projections or my analysis on standard or boring scoring, as I like to call it. So um, if you play in one of those leagues, uh, you know, I apologize. I don't think it's very much fun. If there's ever any question, you can always hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll and ask me and let me know that you're in a standard league, and I'll try to adjust my analysis based on that. But for moving forward, this is basically a uh, a PPR scoring type of, of a podcast. So with that said, I'm going to be doing my first ever mock draft episode today where I'm going to take part in a live mock draft, and as things unfold, I will go over my uh, thought process as I'm making each selection, and I'm going to purposely draft from either the 7th, 8th, or ninth spot. As that, That's very, very tricky. Drafting early in the draft, it's a no-brainer. You have number one, you're taking McCaffrey. Number two, you're going to end up taking either Zeke or uh, or Saquon Barkley. So there's a lot less thinking going in. Now, later on in the draft, you might have to finagle some things. But in the meantime, I would rather give you a, a, a situation where you're going to need to put strategy in from the get-go. And I think drafting from 7, 8, and 9 is really where you have to have a game plan. And then once you make that initial draft pick, you have to stick to that game plan to a certain degree. I may end up trying to do my zero quarterback strategy here as well, which I've talked about on occasion but I haven't gone into. I will go into that if that's the route I take. During this mock draft, I will be sure to go over my thought process behind that. So before we get into that, I definitely want to tell you guys about another podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. It is called the Morning Smoke CLT. Join my man G as he covers a variety of topics that are not only near and dear to his own heart, but we can all those that we can all relate to one way or another. If you're like me, and you enjoy relaxing with a beverage or perhaps a fine cigar or even a cigarette if you're so inclined, then the Morning Smoke CLT is for you. 
Trust me, friends, you will not want to miss it. It is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere that fine podcasts can be found. Now, once again, the name of the show is The Morning Smoke CLT. You can catch G on Instagram at The Morning Smoke CLT as well. And just make sure you give the show a listen. It'll be well worth your 20 minutes to a half an hour. All right, so I'm in the draft room now. I draft 8th, so... Let me go ahead and see who is... uh, All right, so there are seven people drafting in front of me. I'll try to read the players off as they get drafted so we can kind of get an idea of what's going on here. So, as expected, Christian McCaffrey went number one. And in a blink of an eye, Barkley and Elliott went at two and three. Alvin Kamara was just taken with pick number four. So now we are on the clock at five. Um, I don't pick until the eighth pick, and we will go over that as soon as uh, as things progress. With the four big running backs coming off the board right now, um, I'm assuming that with the current um, question marks as far as uh, Dalvin Cook and his situation go, he will most likely fall. And should I take him, I will go over a little bit about what I will do. Um, Assuming that by the time draft time comes around, late August, we will know more about his situation. Um, With that said, Michael Thomas went at number five. He is the... He's a wild card here. I've seen him drop as low as seven. If if you can get him at number seven, oh my goodness, that's a score. Um, Dalvin Cook went at six, so he is off the board. So um, that is out the window, which is a good thing. Um, I'm looking at typically from the seven, eight, and nine hole any combination of DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, or um, Devonte Adams. Those are the three guys that I'm looking for. And as far as if you filter by player, those are the the seven, eight, and nine. Uh, a Tyreek Hill can be thrown in the mix. Now, you could say to yourself, "I am going to go running back heavy and target a Derrick Henry or an Aaron Jones." I'd be very, very careful doing that, especially in a PPR format. Um, now, I am on. Um, I am on the clock. And I have to choose between DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Now, faced with this situation, I am going to, as much as I love Julio, I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. As I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I am a big believer in what they're doing in Arizona. I like the fact that he was added. Sure, there are other weapons there, but I think that Kyler Murray will um, definitely rely on Hopkins. And... I'm kind of angling later to pick up uh, perhaps Calvin Ridley as my wide receiver too. And I don't want to have two wide receivers from the same offense. So I went on DeAndre Hopkins at number eight. Number nine, we'll see what happens here. So just to give you a little bit of an idea while we wait for these picks to be taken and my, my next pick to come around, in taking Hopkins, I've, in my mind anyway, he is the one of the the most talented in the game and his opportunity to shine out there in Arizona with this growing offense I think is huge he never has had an injury problem he is a a great target in the red zone Larry Fitzgerald is not getting any younger Christian Kirk is still there of course but I just love the opportunity of Hopkins and like I said later on there are opportunities to take Calvin Ridley as a number two and I am 
a lot of people will tell you it's okay to take two wide receivers from the same uh, team. I am not a proponent of doing that um, for a lot of reasons. How often do both players shine on a particular week? Sure, you might get one, but the other one could throw up a dud for you. I don't like it. I would rather not put all my eggs in one basket like that. Some people like to do it. I'm not one of those people. Now, I like Calvin Ridley, so we'll 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 see what happens later on. After Hopkins, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Tyreek Hill. So now, uh, Chris Godwin went at number 13. So there are uh, Kenyon Drake went at 14. Kenyon Drake is one of the guys that, even though I took Hopkins, I would take coming around. Eckler went at 15. So going and looking at the players now, there's uh, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, and uh, Jacobs from uh, Las Vegas is still on the board. I want to go running back here because I don't want to fall in the hole. Running back gets very sketchy moving forward here from here. So I need to take a running back here. Of these three, while I love Jacobs, I don't like Sanders, Mixon is my guy. So I will go Joe Mixon all day, every day here. Just taking a look at some of the other running backs on the board. Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, Todd Gurley. Gurley is interesting, but I will take Mixon. I, I honestly believe that. Todd Gurley, there's a chance that Gurley can be there in the third round. So we're going to have to see how uh, the draft unfolds. Mike Evans, Josh Jacobs, and um, Sanders uh, were the next three chosen as we get to number 21, Travis Kelsey, off the board as well. Now, I'll go back and talk about a little bit about that because I don't mind taking Travis Kelsey in the second round or the third round, but you lose so much in your other areas when you do that. So I would much rather you you don't waste your pick on a uh, on a uh, tight end at that point in time. So you could, and Travis Kelsey's the guy to do it if you're going to do it that way. But I wouldn't if you um, if you can keep from taking Kelsey and you can get yourself loaded up on running back and wide receiver. That is the way that I would approach it. After Kelsey at 21, Lamar Jackson. So he went at 22. No, thank you. Kenny Galladay at 23, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, Amari Cooper, and George Kittle. So two tight ends are now off the board as we head to the 30th pick and uh, very close to uh, three picks away from me at the moment. So uh, Fournette and Carson went. So now I am on the clock again, and I did not see a scenario where Todd Gurley was taken off the board. So I'm going to go back to... Filtering by all positions, Mahomes is still there too early for a quarterback. Cortland Sutton, eh, I'm not a huge fan of Sutton. I am going to grab Todd Gurley here uh, at the uh, third round. So I will go ahead and do that. So now I paired Gurley with my other running back, of course, which was Mixon, and then DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm very happy with the way my, my draft has started out so far with Mixon and Gurley anchoring the running backs and DeAndre Hopkins. There are a lot of wide receivers later on that I like and that I'm targeting, and we'll talk a little bit about them. So after Gurley, Patrick Mahomes, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods, and Le'Veon Bell. So now we have, uh, we're at the 37th pick overall. And we'll see uh, exactly what goes on 
uh, here. So here is where the Calvin Ridley scenario plays in for me. He is the third wide receiver uh, as you go down Cortland Sutton, um, A.J. Brown, and Ridley, then Cup. So we'll see. Um, There are two picks away from me. I think that he'll still be there, and he is. But let me give you a, a rundown of the board. So we have Cortland Sutton, David Johnson, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown. I'm tempted to take Johnson here and have the three running backs because uh, running back is such a it's such a deadfall from here. But I really want to stack my team for success, so I'm going to actually go ahead and go with Ridley here. So we're going to go with Ridley instead of David Johnson, as I don't want to fall into a hole at the at the wide receiver position. So, all right, so let's run down who I have on the roster at the moment. I have DeAndre Hopkins and Calvin Ridley. And my running backs are Joe Mixon and Todd Gurley. Just by the way this is shaping out, I could take a shot at a quarterback in the fifth round. We'll see who's available. But typically, I do the zero quarterback strategy. And you guys have heard me talk about that before. It is basically where you load up on running back and wide receiver. And I guess tight end if you can get a good one. But I would wait on that as well. But I don't typically take a quarterback until I have at least four running backs and four wide receivers. Um, I've also called it the crazy eight strategy for that reason. So whichever you think is better or, uh, you know, more catchy is fine. But the idea here is that you want to load up your team with the skilled position because quarterback can be had later. There was a run on wide receiver and running back. So um, when it gets around to me, I'll give you an idea of what's on the board and we'll kind of figure out what we can do from there. All right, so my fifth round pick is on, uh, I am on the clock, and there is, uh, for wide receivers, Devontae Parker, DK Metcalf, A.J. Green, Michael Gallup. Um, There's a couple of tight ends in Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. There are some running backs, um, Jonathan Taylor, as well as uh, Kareem Hunt and Tariq Cohen. So there's a lot to choose from here in regards to um, who I want to take, and what I think I'm going to do here is I'm going to go ahead and go with Kareem Hunt. I like the uh, I, I like his scenario um, as far as being a catch uh, pass catching back in Cleveland. Um, if anything happens to um, Chubb, then Hunt becomes an automatic top five guy in my mind. But I think he's going to have a role anyway. I'm not looking for a starter. In fact, I might not even be looking for a flex at this point. He's just a bench guy. So I'll go ahead and do that. Wide receiver is something I can I can grab flex-worthy players, especially on the next trip up. So I have three running backs, uh, one that I can be comfortable plugging in, and two solid uh, workhorse running backs. So I'm good there. Um, again, DeAndre Hopkins will anchor my um, wide receiver position, but Calvin Ridley, who I think is going to have a breakout year in Atlanta, uh, will be my number two, and we'll see what happens when we come around for my number six pick here. Now, as we take a look at who's available on the uh, running back side of the ball, we have Tariq Cohen, perfectly fine in in a PPR scenario. Cam Akers, a wild card. Ronald Jones, I think, is talented, but very ambiguous situation. We have uh, the Mark Ingram is still there. That's a guy that I could target. 
But let's look over at the wide receivers. Devontae Parker and DK Metcalf are both still there. So is A.J. Green. Um, Marquise Brown. Mm, I'm not sold on him. But my guy is still there. And this is one of the guys that I'm going to talk about on my next podcast, which are guys who I think are going to... Um, are are undervalued uh, um, but I will talk a little bit about him here especially if I take him so we're going to have to see exactly how this unfolds um, of the wide receivers AJ Green might be worth a look as in case he's not done I'm worried that he is done and uh, I would rather get a guy that I know is going to at least give me flex potential each and every week so Let's go ahead and uh, see how this whole thing plays out. There are four picks. Uh, I'm the fourth uh, coming up, but it's going faster now. I'm going to go ahead and, and see what they take here. So, okay, here I am going ahead and picking uh, Devontae Parker, A.J. Green, Tariq Cohen, Ronald Jones are all still there. Um, but my guy, the guy that I'm taking to be my flex on a week-in and week-out basis is Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones every year outperforms his draft position. So getting him here with the 65th pick, I am happy as I can be. So my starting lineup is going to look like this. Joe Mixon and Todd Gurley running back one and two. DeAndre Hopkins and Calvin Ridley wide receivers one and two. Kareem Hunt will be on the bench for now. And Marvin Jones Jr. will be in my flex position. I could not be happier with this team. If this was a team that I was starting in a league, I'd be ecstatic right now. So um, it's moving very fast as we head over to my seventh pick. And I'm going to try to get a running back again here. Although I'm filtering by flex using... Uh, I'm using ESPN because that's what we play on in my home league. So for me to... And it's PPR scoring automatically, which helps. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, read this to you. Mark Ingram is still there. And that is my target. If I can get Mark Ingram, I would originally have liked Raheem Mostert, but with his now wanting to be traded, I don't know what's going on. Um, other running backs that are there, Jordan Howard, James White, Philip Lindsay, uh, Darius Geis. I would like him if I was guaranteed that he was going to play a full 16 games or a full season. I don't know. The talent's there, but I don't know what in the heck they're doing. So... I am going with Mark Ingram here because Ingram, to me, is still the starter there in Baltimore. And until you tell me otherwise, he's going to do what he does. So I added him to Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley, and Joe Mixon. Now, looking at other players on the on the board, let's see what quarterbacks are left here. And, and I'm getting close to where I might start considering a QB. So I'm going to look and see. And this this amazes me. The quarterbacks that are still on the board, even in a mock draft, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford, and all the way down after all of them in the rankings is Aaron Rodgers. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Aaron Rodgers is falling to a dangerously low level to the point where it's almost ridiculous. Right now, I still like to get, I would like to get Stafford. Stafford is kind of my target, but Stafford is going a full two rounds uh, uh, higher than Aaron Rodgers. I still can't wrap my head around that. I understand people are down on Rodgers, but my goodness, this guy was 
for year in and year out, he was the number one guy. So I'm going to have to see what else is on the board and kind of weigh my decision based on that. I, I would like another wide receiver before I consider a quarterback. So that is where I'm going to try to go. As wide receivers go, Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder, uh, Sterling Shepard, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now that this is a no brainer for me. All day, every day, I will go with a number one right wide receiver in an offense when given the opportunity. Sterling Shepard is the number one wide receiver in the Giants' offense. There's no disputing that. Golden Tate is a slot guy, and I like Tate but he's a slot guy. Darius Slayton has had flashes, but has he proven anything? No. If the Giants hope to do anything on offense, they're going to have to start getting Sterling Shepard the ball. Um, I don't want him to start, so again, he's going to be a guy on the bench, but when you can put a number one wide receiver in an offense as a bench guy on your team, you're doing something right. So we're coming up on uh, another pick for me here, and I will kind of go over this a little bit in more detail with you guys as now we're getting to the point where I'm going to consider a quarterback or a tight end. So I'm going to take a look at who's on the board for tight end to see if there's a steal. Um, what my thought process is, just to give you an idea of where my head is is at here, I want to wait and take Mike Kosicki late. I don't think I have to waste a draft pick for him. He's a 13th round pick in uh, as far as ADP goes, we're only in the ninth round. I, I'm, I don't, I don't believe enough in Noah Fant. I like T.J. Hawkinson, but I'm worried I'm going to end up with. Well, Hawkinson just went, so it doesn't matter. But I'm worried I'm going to get too many Lions, so I'm not going to do that. So now I'm going to see if there are any running backs that I can grab um, that are worth anything that I don't have to, that I can't just wait for. For example. And in looking at it, there's somebody I could take later just to to put on my team. Um, And we'll go over him when I get to that point. As far as wide receiver goes, there is Preston Williams, Henry Ruggs, Darius Slayton, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is interesting as he is Drew Brees' slot receiver. But Preston Williams did very well. So I'm going to go ahead and take Preston Williams here. Um, he did very well in that Miami offense last year. So in reading my, my team, I have uh, my starting roster is Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, and Marvin Jones. Uh, on the bench, Kareem Hunt and Mark Ingram are my running backs, and my bench receivers are Sterling Shepard and Preston Williams. Now... I think it's going to be a time where I take a quarterback. There's going to be a run of quarterbacks coming soon. I'm in the 10th round now. So I'm looking at Drew Brees, Matt Stafford, or Aaron Rodgers. The only one of these three that doesn't have a good running game is Matt Stafford. I've been talking about how I like Stafford a lot, and that he's basically my guy. But I see some guys here I could take later on. So I'm going to really quickly look and see what's available for running back. Nothing that I see striking. Uh, nothing for wide receiver. So yeah, I am going to go quarterback here. And I am going to go with Matthew Stafford. So Matt Stafford, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, and Marvin Jones are my starters with Mark Ingram and Kareem Hunt. 
on the bench with Sterling Shepard and Preston Williams. Now, in looking at the leaderboard here, uh, just to give you an idea of who is left. Yep, there goes the run of quarterbacks that I saw coming. I'm hoping that there is still a particular running back left, and I see that he's still there, which I'm very happy about. And he was just taken. (laughs) No, he wasn't. Okay. All right, so now I'm on the clock, and I did tell you that there was a running back I was looking at, and that is uh, Latavius Murray. I'm not looking at Murray to start. I'm not looking for anything out of Murray. He's just going to go on my bench as a uh, backup guy, a guy that I can have. But if anything happens to Alvin Kamara, you can bet your ass that he's going to be the number one guy there in New Orleans. So I will completely take it. Now I'm going to set my sight on tight end um, as I got my team pretty much set. Uh, Unfortunately for me, Mike Gusecki got taken, so I can't take him. But there are other options. I'm not looking for tight end to be anything other than... um, I may even uh, have to stream. But there are a couple of guys here. One that's a complete afterthought that nobody's even thought about. And another guy who is kind of a forgotten guy. He's not really an afterthought, just nobody considers him anymore. And his situation got a lot better um, by the loss of another player on his team, and that's Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle is now the number one guy on a Philip Rivers-led offense who targets the tight end. Um, Chris Herndon is the other one I was speaking of. I don't know what to make out of Herndon. So I don't. I'm not willing to take a chance there. The Jets are so bad. So I am perfectly happy taking Jack Doyle here um, in the 12th round as my tight end. So um, I'm good with that. So now I have um, a bunch of players on the bench and a good starting team. And I believe there are three more. I'll have to take a look at the roster real quick to see how many bench players we have. There are two more bench players, so here's where I'm going to give you guys a little another nugget. People talk about kickers, and they bash them all the time, right? Kickers, 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 you, 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 who cares? Okay, well, guess what? They make a difference, because every other team on in your league, if your league plays with kickers, you all have kickers. If you're on a bad team that doesn't score, you're going to get three or four points every week. If you have the Justin Tuckers of the world on teams with good offenses, you're going to get 9, 10, 11 points. Guess what? You can get a 10-point swing from a kicker if the kicker is that good. Same with the defense. Why play the defense game if you're at a point in the draft where you're just picking up for your bench and you can make your team better by getting a kicker or um, a, a defense that'll make a difference? Do it. Do it. I'm telling you right now, I am at the point now where there are uh, four more picks in this draft. And I am taking Harrison Butker right now, earlier than expected in the 13th round. But I got myself the kicker on the number one offense in the NFL. This team is going to score uh, three, four touchdowns a game, three, four field goals a game. I'm perfectly happy with that. And now I'm going to turn around and take a defense my next trip up, um, unless they are taken. Because I really, really like the Patriots' defense. They go against some sketchy offenses. So I am taking the Patriots' defense here. Um, They go against, okay, the Bills, you can say, are going to be improved. But uh, are they really a juggernaut offense? 
Eh, not really. You're going to be against the Jets twice, Miami twice, and the Bills twice. I, I'll take those odds all day, every day. So now I am just going to round out the draft with some players that I feel will help my, my roster. And I'm going to go upside, complete upside here. Now there's a guy that's still hanging around that I'm going to talk about in a minute. If he's still on the board, oh, and he is. This guy was at one time the fifth overall pick in the NFL draft. He was the number one wide receiver on his team. And in the 15th round of a redraft league, give me Corey Davis every single time. He may pan out to be nothing, but I'm investing nothing. So I'll take Corey Davis. And if this, the Titans do as well as I think they will, and they start, uh, and, and defenses focus more on uh, on Brown, on A.J. Brown, then Davis is going to get opportunities. The talent was never the issue with him. I think it was the way he was used in uh, Tennessee. With that said, I am going to see if there is a uh, a running back worth taking here in the final round. That's really a hard sell for me. Um, you, you really can't see anybody doing anything here. So <clears throat> what I'm going to do since I have Joe Mixon, is I'm just going to go ahead and handcuff Joe Mixon with Gio Bernard. Mixon gets hurt. Bernard has shown that he is the guy there. So now I'm going to go ahead and read off my team. I'll read the roster off to you, not so much the draft picks. And I want you guys to grade it. Hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll. Let me know what you think. I really am curious to see what you think of this team. At quarterback, I have Matt Stafford. My running backs are Joe Mixon and Todd Gurley. My wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, and at my flex is going to be Marvin Jones. My tight end is Jack Doyle. My kicker, Harrison Bucker, and the Patriots defense. My bench players are, for running back, Kareem Hunt, Mark Ingram, Latavius Murray, and Giovanni Bernard. Corey Davis, Preston Williams, and Sterling Shepard. Let me know, guys, what you think of that. Um, Again, that's kind of the zero quarterback strategy. And just to bring a point home about quarterback this year, when I took Stafford in the 12th round, or I think it was the 11th or 12th round, whatever it was, Aaron Rodgers was still on the board. So, like I'm saying, there is no reason that you need to grab a quarterback early. It's just, it's a waste of a draft pick. Same with the tight end. Is Jack Doyle going to be the number one tight end in the game? No, he isn't. But I will tell you this, he will get enough action from a Phillip Rivers offense that we're not going to have to worry about it. So once again, guys, let me know what you think of this team. Hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll. Shoot me an email, FFKnowItAll at gmail.com. And always, like I say, um, make sure that you shoot your questions out to me. At me on Twitter. I am very, very uh, easy to access. I will always respond. And I appreciate every bit of feedback that I get. So that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to give this show a listen. I honestly hope that you can come away from this with information that will help you in your quest to win your fantasy leagues. 
please, as I mentioned several times throughout the show, hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll or shoot me a direct email, FFKnowItAll at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys. So feedback is what makes this show grow more and more each week, and I welcome your thoughts and I welcome your questions. As I mentioned earlier, we have some new listeners this week. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to give the show a listen um, and for checking out the podcast. For those of you who have been with me from the beginning, you know who you are. I could not have done this without you. I look forward to when we can meet in person. I do still want to do a listener league and a live draft. Uh, Clearly, that would have to be for local listeners, but that's something that it's coronavirus dependent, I guess. So um, now that it's almost August... I, I, I'm going to start moving to a once a week podcast now until the season begins. And then hopefully I'll be able to come at you guys twice a week, still working on the website, still do not have an update on whether or not the show will go on the radio. That is something I'm still working on. Uh, we're looking good for August on the radio, but I'll have to let you know on, on the next podcast. Hopefully I'll have an update. So, um, for the next show, I'm going to go over five players that I'm targeting in every draft, the, the, the ones who I feel will exceed their ADP. And then, of course, there are five players who I am avoiding because they are severely overpriced. Remember, this has nothing at all to do with talent. It has to do with the situation. But we'll get into that on the next podcast. So until then, everybody, please continue to do everything that you can do to dominate your lives. Don't forget the day When you reach your blue